Greg and Josh are not paid critics. They are not experts, nor do they claim to be. They are just two nerds that love to talk about internet shows. However, they're still going to tell you about what they think. So sit down, relax, and enjoy the latest episode of All Queued Up. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of All Queued Up. I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me always is Josh Fisher. How you doing, buddy? Oh man, I'm doing pretty good. Pretty good. Um, got a shitload of Girl Scout cookies I gotta bring in from outside. <laughs> uh, they got here yesterday, and gotta start sorting all that for delivery, so that's how the rest of my day is gonna shape up. How are you doing? I'm doing alright. Um, we had a bit of a situation with my dad here recently where uh it's a little scary and and this is more of a cautionary tale for anybody listening um oh this see, story yes yeah yeah see your doctor as soon as you can if you suspect anything is wrong um so my dad's for the for the past hmm, not for the past week the week before so a week before wednesday so Almost a whole week ago. Uh, well, today, today is the nineteenth uh, that we're recording. This will publish on the twenty-first. So, the twelfth. Or are you yes. talking about the week before that, which would be the fifth? Uh, I'm going to say the fifth. Okay. Um, I'm looking at a calendar real quick so I can kind of get my dates correct. Um. Yeah. So, so from like the fifth on. Uh, my dad had noticed that his left leg was, was swelling more than usual. So his legs already swell with, with a specific medication he has to take on top of like being diabetic and having the knee issues that he has. Like when he sits in an upright position, when he, when we're driving around doing DoorDash, his legs swell up a little bit. He comes home, puts them up. Everything's hunky dory. Um, so he, he suffers from, uh, edema in his lower legs. Yeah, I didn't know that's what that was called, but yeah. Um, the doctor is very adamant that this is a relatively normal thing, um, and uh, it, he'll be okay. Mm-hmm. However, like I said, the, the the this new swelling was was constant and way worse. Like it was making his pants swell around the calf. I'm not pants swell, but pants really tight around the calf. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And I kept saying, how do your pants swell? I I meant to say the, yeah. You know what I mean? mean? (laughs) That's all cute girl. Uh, Did she puke on you? All right. All right. (laughs) Um, The, uh, he called, he contacted his doctor, but he couldn't get a hold of his doctor. Every time he'd email him about it, he just didn't hear back for the longest fucking time. So he finally uh, calls the, um, or the, sorry, the advice nurse calls him and is saying, like, here's what's going on. Here's what I need to do. And the, verse, the nurse is like, here's what you actually need to do. Like, your doctor is not in town at the moment and or is not on shift or what the fuck ever. You need to go to urgent care right now. This was, uh, just this this recent Friday, by the way. So mm-hmm. a week from the the upload of this, or yeah, a week ago from it'd, the upload. It'd be be the fourteenth, right? So he goes to the uh, goes to the urgent care, and they 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 tell him that uh, it is a um, long story short that basically he has 
staph infection on his skin, and that's what's causing the swelling. Had he had an abrasion or a cut of any kind on his leg, well, Josh and him would be fucking amputee buddies. No joke. He had had the swelling and the infection for so long that that's what would have happened. Uh, and, uh, but luckily, you know, that's not what happened. It's just not what happened. So, um, however, I don't, the, I don't, I don't mind not having that chunk of leg anymore, you know, cause obviously I'm better. I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's not something that I'd say go do on your own. No, no. Uh, contrary to popular belief, it didn't fucking feel good. And all the morphine in the world doesn't hurt the ki- kill that pain. Right. That searing on fire, just oh my god, pain when you have something removed that should never be removed. Right, uh, right. The morphine, they just crank it up until it knocks you the fuck out and you sleep through the pain, but the pain is not diminished. Right. Yeah, so, yeah, the, no, the, the, yeah, the phantom limb pain situation, from what I understand, is the fucking worst. Dude, dude, no, no. That's the thing. It's not a bad thing because I still, to this day, I always feel my foot, my ankle, my toes like. I'm wiggling them right now. I'm moving well, my well, ankle. That's and it, it helps. It it helps. Like when I put the prosthetic on, all of a sudden I'm making solid contact, and it feels and it helps to simulate that feeling of it really being there still. Right. Right. Now, what I'm saying, a cramp or an itch. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking. Yeah. That's that's the phantom is, pain that I'm talking about. That fucking sucks. Yeah. Because. Like I've been hanging out with Greg before in a hangout. We were just talking. All of a sudden, the top of my foot started itching. My foot's not there, but my foot is itching like a motherfucker. Um, that sucks. Uh, But I have since learned there. I have since learned there is a nerve on the back of my leg that if I press it at that section on what's left of my calf muscle, a sharp pain shoots down to my foot and back but the itching or the cramping or whatever stops. And while that does hurt for a few seconds, it's better than the prolonged torture of, oh, your foot's itching. Oh, your curls are turned up. The Your toes are curled up the wrong way. They're going backwards towards the top of your foot. Ow, that fucking happens. Yeah. Right. But yeah, yeah. Um, tell your dad I said the next time or let him listen to this. The next time your leg starts swelling up and something feels off, go to the doctor. Well, that's and that's the thing is the second like like my dad is very much in the in the ballpark of <laughs> go see a doctor. Like he's that kind of guy, right? My mom is on my mom is the one that needs the lesson. Like she is very bad about like her arm could be falling off and she's just like, eh, rub some tussin on it." Like well, she's that kind it's of It's only a flesh wound? Yeah, like it drives Come me back. Oh, fucking bite you nuts. to death. Like my, like my mom was having an issue and she goes, what should I like? Or I, not what should I do? Like I kept telling her to go to the doctor. She's like, what are they going to do? They're just going to poke and prod and they're not going to find anything or they might find something worse. And I was like, yeah, I'm aware. Like if it is worse, we can take care of it early <laughs> instead of letting you, it fester right now. It'll be yeah. so fucking annoying. 
Yeah. But anyway, I'm not here to talk shit about my mom. I'm here to tell what the story would happen to my dad. <laughs> but my although, dad, like, that's although that's, Teller I said that she also needs to go to the damn doctor. Yeah, I do. I do every day. Just about every fucking day. I also mentioned cigarettes, which she fucking ugh. anyway, that's a fight that I'm not willing to talk about. Um anyway, so the 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 the, the uh urgent care doctor had basically told my dad that the, the biggest issue that he's going to deal with right now isn't necessarily this infection because it's easily taken care of with some antibiotics. The bigger problem at hand is that this specific diabetic medication called metformin is causing my dad's livers to learn that liver, but uh, kidneys to weaken to the point of failure that if he keeps taking this medication, he will have kidney failure. And, uh, uh, this was like so much information for my dad at the time that like, we were just, I just literally said, I was like, dad, one battle at a time. Let's deal with the infection first. Let's get that out of the way. And then once that's gone, let's make sure we can contact your doctor. And, oh, sorry. I'm all gassy as I'm drinking coffee. Um, and then we can deal with the, uh, the kidney situation. He can request that his doctor take him off of metformin and put him on a different medication. That's what we're, that's what that's, he's doing right that's now. That's a simple, that's the simplest way. That's exactly what he's doing right now. Like, and like that, that's it. There is a simple aspect to it, but the problem is, is that my dad doesn't just have one ailment. He does. It's not just like, no, just they, they, uh, they, they will have to find a medication that doesn't cause problems with the other medications he takes. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's not as simple as switching. Oh, well, take this instead. They'll have to look and make sure that, well, will this work with this, this, and this not cause any issues. But it's still not a horribly big issue. Right. It was just a lot to deal with in one night. And, like, yeah, we, we were, like, my dad was extremely stressed out, and I was stressed out because my dad was stressed out. And literally, this is, like, this all came about two days after I got my driver's permit. Yeah. Because that... That oh my god, dude! I think I talked about it last podcast, but I had to take no, my cat. No, we were, we we were, yeah, yeah. That you did mention, right? I uh, this is the first time we've recorded since then. Well, no, I was just saying I mentioned I mentioned Charger last podcast. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Um. So in the same day that I had to take a family pet in and have him put down. It's the exact same day. 17 years. For 17 years. It's the same day that I went and got my driver's permit to be more independent and be able to get to a point where I can, you know, do DoorDash on my own or whatever other driving job I can do on my own. So, guys, that was, it's been a uh, hell of a week. As of right now, in this exact moment of recording this, my dad's getting better. The swelling is going down. He's contacted his doctor about that. My mom is getting better, which is great. Um, I'm feeling really good. I've been doing this intermittent fasting thing where I don't eat between 8 p.m. and noon. So I can only eat my my window of eating is between 12 p.m. and noon. My stomach is getting smaller. I can feel like I get full faster. Uh, so that's working um there's positives to all this shit is what i'm getting at like it's not just all like doom and gloom yeah yeah i mean and that's small steps you know yeah. start with one thing and progress you know, i mean it's awesome yeah um, um 
on on a side funny note, Josh, you'll you'll enjoy this. Okay. Uh, I went driving for the first time since I was 26 years old. So the last time I had my permit was when I was 20. No, not 26. Was it 26, 27? Somewhere in there. So the first time in the past decade, roughly. Yeah, it's been a very long time since I've been behind the wheel of a car. Uh, I was white knuckling the entire time with the steering wheel. Oh man! Like, no, you got to lo- let loose on that grip. I will. I'll, I'll get there. I'll get there. But as of right now, it, it's it's very nervous for me. Like I just, it's very, uh, um, it's a bit nerve wracking because I'm not used to it. I'm just straight up not used to. It. I'm not used to driving the position in the car. Like I've been in that car every day. Well, not just all, just about every fucking day for for you know months now. For over mm-hmm. a year, and not to mention all the times that I, you know, was in that car to, you know, to go to work or whatever. Like I've just to be in the driver's side is a bit is a bit jarring to the mind. I'm used to my brain can already like look in every direction in the in the passenger seat and not feel like any part of the car is obstructing my view. That's not the case when I'm in the driver's side. You well, when you're in the driver's seat, you have so much more you really have to be aware for. Um, yeah, I'm talking about when I look to my when I look to my left, the mm-hmm. bar that is between the 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 window and the and the windshield. Yeah, that yeah. that bar of the car, the frame, <laughs> the frame like of my body, mm-hmm. my brain, just immediately goes. That's in my way, straight up. But when I'm in the passenger seat, that that same piece of frame doesn't I don't see it. Like gotcha. it's yeah, that's that's what I'm getting. It's like it's like suddenly having like a pimple on the front of your nose. You're gonna see the pimple, even though you can technically see your nose at all times, your brain just tends to ignore it. That's mm-hmm. what I'm talking. That's 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 the thing that I'm like, I have to move around, I have to get used to and, and get past. That's that's and, and it'll 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 come before you know it. It'll be second mm-hmm. nature to you. Yeah, yeah, it'll just take a little bit of time, and yeah, I just thought it was really interesting. Like, I don't think that there's a lot of thirty-six slash thirty-seven-year-olds who are, you know, driving for the first time in ten years. <laughs> there's a few. Well, I, uh, did, I, I didn't say none. I said I don't think how, there's a how lot. Much, how much from the age of like sixteen to twenty-six, twenty-seven did you drive before then? Quite a bit. Um, when I was. I want to say it was like 21, 22, somewhere in there is when I did that first driving test situation where I failed three times in a row. Um, and then it was like, I was, it was like a year later after, after having my second permit and uh, I went to take the test in the van and then my dad accidentally broke the rear view mirror, which then caused me to not be able to take the test until we got that fixed. But at that point I just kind of didn't give a fuck. Oh, and, okay. Uh, yeah, like I had a job, I was I was I was fine. It wasn't necessary for me to have my license at that point. And then when uh, uh, it came to a point where I kind of like should have had it when I was like in my mid twenties, um, I tried again, but I was so overweight that when I got behind the wheel of the car, the 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 lady literally failed me immediately, saying that my belly touching the steering wheel was was an obstruction. So I couldn't take the test at all. And I guess I got either a depressed so much so that I just didn't do it. I just didn't care to. Yeah. And, uh, and I know for a fact straight up right now, sitting in the passenger seat of my dad's car, 
I have that same problem. I know that if I were to go take the driving test right now in my dad's car, they would they would not they would fail me immediately. I can quite literally stop the steering wheel from 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 moving without my hands. That's some abdominal control, sir. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm that big. So that is something that I'm going to have to come, you know, battle or ask a friend for their like SUV or some shit. It's going to be a little bit of a uphill thing, but that's part of what I knew was coming already. None of what I'm telling anybody, I didn't already kind of see coming. I'm a lot fucking smarter than people think I am. And I pay attention to things and people pay attention to way more than people think I do. Um, As a matter of fact, like when I drove, I may have been white knuckling it. But my dad literally said, he was like, you did really well. Like everything that you either a learned now or retained from the first time, like you used. I was like, okay, cool. So give me a month and I'll be great. Well, I mean, you're not going to be going on any road races or anything, but I mean, just basic navigation. You're going to be fine. (laughs) Well, I want to get to the point where I'm comfortable driving in general. Yeah. And to the point where I can be comfortable, like, using navigation because as of right now there's a there's there's a lot to pay attention to like you said you know you got to pay attention to your speed you got to pay attention to cars around you you got to pay attention like there's so much to pay attention to thank god i play video games because that's kind of fucking the point like you have to have situational awareness and that's driving uh i know that people have been driving long before video games but you get my point um uh Plus, I live in a city, so the traffic's like way, way, way heavier than it would be on the rural roads and all that jazz. But um, yeah, it's two completely different types of driving. Right, right. You're going to have a lot of stop and go condensed traffic. I'm going to have a lot of people uh, driving anywhere on the fucking road they please traffic. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it was it was just interesting. It was. Uh, I did really well. Um, I thought the one thing I was actually kind of worried about was um, because I remember it happening back when I was younger was that when I would put my, you know, like between the gas and the brake that my foot got really tired and really like cramped up. Never happened. Not one time. However, on a side funny note, as I said, I was white knuckling the steering wheel. Uh, the, the, um, (laughs) my left foot was pressing against this, like this panel on the floorboard. Yeah. So fucking hard that my knee hurt. (laughs) Jesus, dude. (laughs) I was just that nervous, man. Like it just, I didn't know I was doing it. It wasn't like intentional. Yeah. I did. I didn't notice that I was doing it until we like, we came up to like a, we were at a stoplight and, uh, I like released the tension in my, in my muscles. And I was like, ow, apparently this is a thing damn <laughs> my dad's just cracking up he's like you gotta learn how to relax i was like I, i'll get there i'll get there just but i guess you know on on a side note it's better that i'm that nervous and aware yes <laughs> it's it's good to be nervous and aware versus uh nonchalant and unaware so yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh yeah, so that was interesting. Um glad you're thought, getting that taken care of, man. Uh, you oh, know, yeah. I, 
I make a joke all the time that like being in a like that I'm not technically an adult <laughs> because of all the shit in my life. Dude, I'm uh, not technically an adult. Oh. Well, it's, it's more of a joke. I'm I'm very much responsible. I've had a jo- I've had jobs for a while and all kinds of shit like that. But oh, I I know what you're saying. I just I like the joke. <laughs> yeah. So before we get into what we watched. Um, I wanted to bring something up that um, I hadn't had a chance to see the movie because of just various reasons. Um, and I always like to, it's just me thing. I know other people don't really do this. We've talked about how bullshit the Oscars are, but I really like to try to watch all of the uh, movies that were nominated for best picture. Yeah. Um it's just interesting, like, regardless if I like them or not, or think that they were worthy of being nominated. But, um, so I recently got the chance to rent Joker. Uh, oh, um, brief the, opinion. The, the masterpiece, the incredible, <laughs> uh, viewing of a man descending into madness. Here, the, okay, here's the thing. Here's the thing. First and foremost, um, it's not a bad movie. It does what it does well. However, it's not, it's not that a great. Good movie either. Well, it's just it's it's not it's not that great. Like no, it's not. Walking <clears throat> uh, Phoenix does a does a pretty good job at playing this guy who's already crazy. It's not a descent into madness as it is just a crazy he's guy already, hitting. Already, he's already mad. It's yeah, him embracing and accepting his madness. When you watch the movies that it's based upon, you don't know that the person is crazy going in. You have no fucking clue. It's nope. sprung upon you, which is what makes those movies stand out and so fucking memorable. Mm-hmm. Joker, he's already suffering from intense mental illness. Like the opening fucking shot is him like crying with makeup on in the mirror and forcing like a fake smile on his mouth. Like, good lord, the film just hits the ground running with him being crazy. Now that being said, I think the story of Arthur Fleck is interesting. Him as a character that lives in Gotham and deals with Thomas Wayne. I hated that wholeheartedly i think this movie would have been better had it had nothing to do with batman at all like not take place in gotham not deal with thomas wayne i think it could have been a more interesting story had it had nothing to do with those characters it drove me fucking nuts to hear like the whole thing with him thinking that he's thomas wayne's son oh spoiler alert if you haven't fucking seen the movie um i feel like i'm the last one that saw it too um that like that whole aspect drew like I hated it. I absolutely fucking hated it. Um, I I don't mind character studies. I don't mind like I actually really enjoy them. I think that that yeah, that when delving, they're done well. Yeah, well, well, the like I said, the character of Arthur Fleck is is interesting. Um, and and the stuff with him dealing with like my here's here's my other issue is that the film has the exact, the fucking exact same message, same messages that Parasite has, which I watched that movie. Um, here's the difference. Parasite goes, yeah, it's, 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 it's a subtle, it's right there. It's, just, it's a really good story, but there's the message, there's the message. And that's fun because then you get to talk about that. 
Here's what Joker yeah. does. Hey, it's right here in your face. Here's it on a silver platter. That's turns and all. Joker is yelling the message from the mountaintop, whereas Parasite is going. Here's the message. It's fine. I mean, you can take it or leave it. To me, a film that is trying to have a message, a film that's trying to tell a story with a message, needs to be thought-provoking. Joker is not really thought-provoking. It just isn't. Not because in it, the least. It's, it's, it's the difference between going into a classroom and the teacher saying, read Catcher in the Rye, write a report on it, and tell me what you think. And then you walking in that same day with your book report and the teacher going, actually, let me tell you what the book's about. And then throwing your book report in the, in the trash. That's what, what watching the Joker is like. Um, again. So, so you agree that it's very catcher in the rye. Oh, a hundred percent. hundred percent. Everybody I've said that to told me I was fucking nuttier than squirrel turds. I'm like, eh, have you ever read I'd catcher say, in the rye? <laughs> I'd say the difference between Arthur Fleck and, uh, Holden Caulfield is that Holden Ca or is that, Arthur Fleck didn't come across as a pompous fucking hipster. No. Um, uh, but uh, I don't know, man. Like it just, it's not, it's not this, like I gave it a B minus. It's not this tour de force that like beats, like I would argue that I've seen three of the films that were nominated for best, or sorry, four of the films. I've seen Marriage Story, Irishman, uh, Joker Now, and uh, Parasite. Parasite. And right now, Parasite is the best of the four. Um, again, I haven't seen I would, Jojo I, Rabbit. My opinion I, might change. I've, when the... I've seen three of them. I haven't seen Parasite yet. But of the three, The Irishman is the clear winner. Uh, Joker is better than Marriage Story, only because I had such a strong dislike of the story in Marriage Story. What yeah. grade did I give it? Uh, I think a C- minus or a D+, plus, yeah. one of the two. Oh, that's... Uh, that's basically the same as I feel about the Joker, though grade wise. See, I don't. It, it the 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 story it was average, a C, C minus, average at yeah. best. Again, again, I, I like, I cannot stress this enough. Like the story of what Arthur goes through and his his him hitting his breaking point is a fascinating story to tell. You will mm -hmm. not convince me otherwise. It can be interesting. Exactly. I don't disagree with that. Um, and I think that my, my, here's my other issue. And I, and I kind of expressed this a little bit when we talked about marriage story. I, I hate there's, there's two, there's a couple acting things that I hate. I hate when people fucking go method. I hate yeah. when people think that monologues are the, are the end all when it comes to acting. Cause acting is, you know, feeding off of somebody else and acting with somebody else. Uh, poor Laura Dern. Um, the uh, uh, the other thing I hate when it comes to acting is in video games. This is gonna sound like a little bit off topic, but you'll you'll see where I'm going with this in a second. In video games, there is a term called tryhard. It is somebody that is well trying too hard. That they're clearly overcompensating. Guess what? Walking Phoenix does not just in Joker, but every fucking movie I've ever seen him in. Guess what uh, uh, Scarlett Johansson was doing in Marriage Story? It's you can see it. It's almost like they're flexing every fucking muscle on screen. They're acting yeah. so hard that it puts you at a like a 
kind of like a little bit of a distance. You're like, oh man, this is weird. Like, calm down. It's like me white knuckling the fucking steering wheel. Like, the, it's it's there's not a naturalness to it. I think that's what Adam Driver had when it came to Marriage Story. Adam Driver felt relaxed and and good. She not as much. Yeah, I agree with that. And what's weird is I've seen Scarlett Johansson in roles where she's not doing that, like Lucy and Black Widow and supposedly Jojo Rabbit, but in marriage shows it's not it's crazy. So Walking Phoenix did that with for me and Joker. So again, don't think it was the worst movie I've ever fucking seen, but it's certainly it's not this, far from the best. Yeah, like people saying like it's the best movie I saw all year. Well, you clearly didn't watch enough movies. Nope. Um, because it's. It came out in 2019, and I saw like four or five movies that I liked more than Joker. Oh, every movie I watched last year, I think I liked more than Joker. I can't say that. <laughs> I legitimately can't say that. I, I'm not 100% sure if I can say that. I said I think. I'll, I'll put it this way, Josh. I liked Joker more than Marriage Story. I'll tell you one thing I did love, absolutely love, and I know it is a flawed film, but I think the two movies I enjoyed the most last year, flaws and all, were The Rise of Skywalker and Hellboy. And <laughs> dude, you, you are so in like this. I, I, I like. I don't think Hellboy is that bad of a movie. Hellboy to me is also like a B, B minus in that area because. Yeah. But here's the thing: I recognize that Hellboy is not a technically sound movie. It's it got editing nightmares. However. I still had just the time of my fucking life watching that movie and love watching it to this day. Uh, Rise of Skywalker. I know there were a lot of things that could have been done differently. That would have pleased more people. Uh, certain things that would have made I, more sense had it been told earlier. I still had the time of my fucking life watching that movie. Loved it. Yeah, I think. Now, I think. I think. Uh, the thing with Rise of Skywalker is that um, there wasn't enough collaboration between all of the film. Uh, the filmmakers um, that Disney wanted this movie out so bad that they didn't take the time. They didn't give the filmmakers the time to uh, it properly woven together a little bit better. Wait, that, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, now, argue, that's my whole argument. Now the Joker from a production and technical standpoint as a film, if you're going cookie cutter by the numbers, making an artsy fartsy film, Joker blows both of those away. Um, uh, it has an interesting story, but it suffers from overcompensation and just a forced connection that wasn't there with the Batman stuff. And I just didn't think it was enjoyable. Uh, do I think it was good? It was okay. Well, it's it's not meant to be enjoyable. I think I think stories like the Joker are very much made to look very depressing and bleak and sad, and uh, you leave the theater going like uh, you don't you don't feel good leaving the theater or you know whatever the fuck after seeing something like the Joker, which is why uh, I think I liked Parasite more. Like straight up, Josh, you got to watch Parasite because I definitely there, want to see it. There are it's literally called the tragic comedy. Like there are fucking hilarious moments in, 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 uh, wow. Parasite. Jesus Christ. I was like, ah, right, I come to the names. Quick, quick question. Yeah. In your, in your now, uh, observance of the Joker, did you find 
anything in that movie that was so dark and depressing that you found it difficult to watch? Because I sure as fuck didn't. No. I've heard comments saying, oh, it was so hard to see that. It's so hard to watch that. I'm like, really? I've watched too many movies to to sit there and say that. I've watched way worse movies than Joker. Yeah. Yeah. Like, even towards the end when, like, again, major spoiler alert, when he kills his ex-coworker, like, I've seen worse (laughs) straight Mm -hmm. up, like, both psychologically and uh, 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 gore-wise. Like, that was nothing. And the speech at the end... Okay, I get why people like it, but my God, that is the equivalent of literally telling someone what the message is. There's no subtlety to that scene. His performance uh, with Murray? Yeah. That was god-awful. I wouldn't say it was god-awful, but it was just... just, There was no subtlety to to it. No, no. And his whole tonal shift and everything and demeanor... Uh, it's just is a turn off. Uh, you know, the, the most thought provoking thing that I've heard anybody say about this is at the end. Well, did that even really happen, or was it all in his head? Who fucking cares? He's nuts. We saw him embrace these nuts. Most likely, it didn't happen that way. There's a couple it, things. It there's honestly, I that kind of fucking comment drives me nuts because there's only like two or three things in that whole movie that are inside his head. Like that, that we see inside the chick, the chick, the girl, um, the, 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 like the flash at the very beginning when he's like in the audience for Murray show. Um, and, and that was the other thing is the girl at the end was expressed to show that he was, that was his coping mechanism. Yeah. That was it. That's all it was. There was no, there was no like, Oh, well him going on Murray could have been inside his head. No, that's not the point. Like, why the fuck would he imagine all of Gotham fucking going apeshit? Like, there's parts of the film that completely go against it being inside his head, if that's the case. Like, it doesn't make any fucking sense for that to be the argument. This isn't a fucking Christopher Nolan film and going, is he in a dream or not at the end? Was, were, were, were all, were, was uh, 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 Christian Bale's character at the end of Mirage a clone or his brother? Like, we don't have those conversations with Joker because that's not what the fucking filmmaker did. No. I'm no, sorry, it, guys. Like, it's- this, this movie was very surface level. Here's what it is. There's, it's not deep. It just isn't. I mean, it, it, it tries to be deep, but it be by, by making the message so fucking silver platter that it just it loses that deepness and... and like guys, if you like it, great. It's not it's not a bad movie. It's just not this fucking tour de force that everyone's just like, holy shit, if you don't see Joker and think it's the greatest film of all time, then I don't you know then like we can't be friends kind of shit. A lot of that is people were preconditioning preconditioned with their marketing. It had a great marketing campaign. You know, they say, Oh, reports out of can or Sundance or whatever film festival it debuted at, or that it got an eight minute standing ovation. Where's that fucking video at? I, I mean, so did fucking, so did once upon a time in Hollywood and, and, and marriage story and, and fucking, uh, uh, 1917. What the fuck's the point? Exactly. Like, what does that and matter? The, the, uh, you know, 
it doesn't matter. I didn't see a video of it. I, you know, I read a report that said that. Well, you know, I could say, guess what? It rained fucking like tadpoles in my yard. And that's the equivalent of the same thing. Where's the video of it? Uh, well, there's not one. You don't need to see it. Just take my word for it. And that's what you need to believe. And then all these little spots, critics are saying this Joker is a masterpiece and audience are saying it's so dark and, uh, well, to be fair, we, and, you know, to be fair, we saw the same shit with, with, uh, you know, marriage story and Irishman. Like it was just like, well, it we won this and that. And it's like, I mean, if I can work one of the, sh one of the movies we're going to watch next for the next episode, horse girl starring Alison Brie, literally the advertisement on Netflix says like it won something at the Sundance film festival. It's like, that shit that I mean, you can argue that Josh that 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 is a hundred percent a way of marketing tactics and whatnot, and that's yeah. why Joker was successful. But I disagree. I think that Joker was successful by word of mouth. Joker was no. more successful in in lieu of the idea that everybody went to the extent of saying, uh, "Holy shit! I can't believe Warner Brothers made an R-rated Joker movie where you know the the character is crazy and it's more thought provoking and yada yada yada." And yeah, I totally get why people would say that. Like, it is kind of crazy that Warner Brothers would allow that because they kind of haven't. Um, I mean, look at their past stuff. Like, it's interesting to see that be allowed. But for fuck's sake, that is the worst thing about this movie to me, is that it yeah, takes place I'm, in that universe. So I just... I'm, not, I, I'm not saying that it's solely because of the marketing campaign that it succeeded. I'm saying that many people were preconditioned into echoing those sentiments when they saw it because they did find something that they really enjoyed and latched onto. And they're just echoing the things that they had already heard without forming their own opinion of it. I got you. I just, I, that's, that's what I mean by that. <clears throat> um, so that's why I'm always wary of what critics say and audiences say. And that's why I like doing this because well, we pretty much tell it like we see it and, well, and that's, whether we're that's, impressed with it or not. And we can separate what's good, what's bad, what's technically sound, what's not. You know, I'm not saying we're better than anybody else. I'm just saying this is the aspect that I like doing it for the common casual. You know, well, what then, I mean? that's that's the other thing is that a lot of a lot of regular critics are very much they're like, I went to film school and blah, 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 blah. Um, and that's fine and all if that's the kind of review you want to read. But the shit that I look for, the, the reviews that I go out of my way to find are the stuff of like, um, you know, somebody who may have gone to film school, but their attitude towards films is like, man, these Marvel movies are fucking fun. I love Fast and the Furious. Like, I want to see those people. Like, I want to talk to them. I want to hear what they thought of, 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 uh, of Joker and, and these other movies that we watched or shows that we watched. I, I, I'm very much in the mindset that since I've, cause I've done reviews for things since I was in high school, I was part of like a, like a, um, the, the school newspaper where they would literally give me enough money. Oh, to go come see on. A you're, movie. you're not that big dude. What? I was trying to make a horrible bit walking billboard joke. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I completely it, it over my head. Was, it was it was a bad one, and I apologize for everyone. For that <laughs> one. Um, 
but even then, you know, I would, I wouldn't try to go pretentious with my reviews yeah. and you'll see a lot of reviewers, uh, especially like the ones that are corrugated, 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 Corrobor corroborated, not corroborated. I'm trying to think of like the word used when you take a bunch of one thing and put them into one spot. Oh, so condense. like not condense. There's oh. a word for it. It's I'm drawing a blank. It's basically what Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic are. Um, oh, aggregate. Aggregate. Thank you. Jesus. When you go to these aggregate websites for critic reviews, you're going to get a lot of people who are quote unquote professionals. And what they're doing is they're getting paid to watch these movies. <laughs> they're getting paid to play these video games and watch these TV shows. And, um, and that's fine. Enough to do this. We foot the bill ourselves. True. That's fine and all. It's, it's, oh, it's okay. But as a person who may be using Metacritic or Rotten Tomatoes, you have to understand that these are just some people. These are just some, uh, uh, some people who enjoy films. And you as, as a movie viewer, a movie, movie goer, need to take everything that's said with a grain of salt. You need to take what we say with a grain of salt. Like, no matter what, because Josh and I may go, man, we really, really disliked this show. And then you go watch it and you fucking love it. You don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, don't, don't take our word as gospel. It's just what we recommend based on our tastes. I will tell you right now, a lot All of subjective, a lot of professional reviewers will not say what we just said. No. They will not say that. Fuck no. So they want you to pay they the have a reputation to uphold. Yeah. They've got revenue to help generate. I've I've we're met a lot a of reviewers. Of fucking, we're just a couple of fucking schmucks. I was trying to become a professional reviewer for a long fucking time. So I've talked to people who've worked for newspapers. I talked to the guy who used to do video game reviews for PlayStation Magazine or sub PlayStation, Playboy magazine. Oh, because cool. when I talked to him, um, which was at like a convention, I said, I absolutely hated your reviews. And he was like, that's fine. <laughs> he goes, um, he goes, I didn't care at the end of the day, if you agreed with me or not, the fact that you were reading them was all I give a shit about. And I was just like, that's interesting. That's a weird take on that. Cause I would hope that people agree with me, but then it dawned on me like shortly after that, that yeah, it doesn't matter. It 100% does not matter. Like giving our, everyone has an opinion. Everyone has a thought on, on something. And all we are here to do is that yep. Josh and I are only here to give our opinion on something because we like to do it. We're opinionated and, people. And hopefully we do, you know, cause you a few chuckles along the way. Yeah. But the other thing is that Josh and I also understand that, you know, we're flawed people and that, um, we may have missed something in a show or we just didn't see something that maybe somebody else saw. Like, uh, we're going to be reviewing here in a second. We're gonna be talking about lock and key. Um, we'll talk about Eli first though. I think, well, the point I was going to make is that regardless of Josh and I's opinion, I know for a fact that my mom would love that show. So I started yeah. recommending it to her. So, um, well, speaking of, Let's go ahead and get into it because we've been going 45 minutes now. 
Oh yeah, Jesus Christ! I haven't even started talking about the things we're supposed to talk about today. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So the first thing that we're going to talk about is Eli, which is a film on Netflix. Um, mm -hmm. You can give a synopsis if you want. Sure. That's it's about a boy. It's about a boy named Eli who has an autoimmune disorder. Basically, that causes him to live in a bubble. If he goes outside this bubble. The germs of the world start making his skin burn red and blotchy. So his family is on a trip to take him to some secluded location in a house. Uh, it's supposedly a sterilized house to treat his disorder by a series of injections to attack his DNA. And it's not what it seems. Uh, Josh, this movie kind of sucked. Yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I didn't know how to really to talk about this one because the it's 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 predictability is annoying. I try to say that predictability doesn't have to be bad or doesn't have to be annoying. Good lord, when your predictability is not only plot but like scary moments like what the fuck is there Wait, for me to watch there were supposed to be scary moments there were supposed to be yeah but you know again predictability i mean this untrustworthy doctor the obvious problems between the mother and the father and their you know his disgruntledness and the girl, know, outside and... the girl outside and the girl outside just and then the first thing i said when the nurses walked in i was like oh look it's the purple nuns not realizing that this thing had a whole religious twist to it and they were actually fucking nuns <laughs> well um, when it was when it showed that they were spoiler nuns, alert He's the child of Satan, and they've been injecting yeah. him with holy fucking water. Well, that was the thing is I couldn't. That was the only thing that I couldn't quite figure out. It was like, all right, he's the son of a vampire, or he's the son of the devil. I just don't know which at this point. Um, and it wasn't until like he started moving shit with his mind. I was like, okay, now oh, and that cemented that one. Um, because they they give too much away. They give way too much away. Uh. The girl outside, like, I'm sorry, she's great in, in Stranger Things, but she was like, not in this. She was fine in this. Like her her yeah, herself, she was the fine. acting was fine. She was, the character she was great. The character was a wholly unneeded. Like, what the fuck was her point? One hundred percent not needed. To cause doubt in Eli's mind? Well, there was already fucking doubt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh man, I no he he was he wasn't in the movie. All right, um, look look, Josh. I just I I I I really. Josh suggested this movie, and I went into it going, you know what? I'm actually. Kind I of did not suggest it. Misty. <laughs> That's right, Misty did let's, suggest. Let's it. let's let's blame who we need to blame. She saw the trailer. She's like, ooh, that looks creepy. And she loves Stranger Things. I love Stranger Things. You love Stranger Things. One of the kids from Stranger Things was in it. And she's like, it looks creepy. We should check it out. 
when we were struggling with another idea of what to watch, aside from Lock and Key, she suggested that. I, I wasn't said, go with it. To be fair, I wasn't blaming anyone that we had to watch it. I was just saying oh, I'm totally when it was blaming, totally blaming her. <laughs> to be fair, like, she she was more disappointed in it than I was. I, that's. I was gonna say I I wasn't expecting to dislike it as much as I ended up disliking it. I was really I was like, oh, I haven't watched a horror movie in a hot minute, and this one does look kind of spooky. Um, also, it calling it Eli, dude, Jesus Christ, like a bit a bit on the nose, guys, a bit on the nose. Could have given the kid any other fucking name, and I would have. Ah, Jesus, Jesus Christ. But then how could they do that riding backwards and upside down? Fart. I didn't want to do it with my mouth because I had coffee in it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, it's not scary. It's super fucking predictable. Um, the, the mom and the dad are awful actors. <laughs> yes. The kid was super fucking annoying. He oh. was, he was, he wasn't as bad until the until last he, half hour. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, cause there are moments where he was fine and then there are moments where he's not at all. There were moments where I'm like, God, I hope this kid dies in this next treatment. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, guys, this movie is not worth your time. If you're looking for a horror movie, this is not the one. I'm sorry. Yeah. It just isn't. Uh, I'm, I, I, I'll go ahead and give it a grade. I'll give it a D. Wow. What? There's a lot lower than I thought you were going to. Well, I didn't like it. It wasn't good. It was okay. But the whole twist ending just didn't fit the initial narrative. And uh, it's just, eh. The ending they was were, bad. They, it was. They were trying so hard to go with the, like, is he hallucinating or not? <laughs> Only to throw all of that away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, don't do not recommend D for no, do yeah. not recommend. Yeah, I'm on, I'm on the D train as well. I it's it's not it's not a good horror movie at all. It's not a good movie in general. Like you could watch it chapter or yeah it chapter one and be like, man, this isn't really scary, but like the acting is so good and the story is so well told that it's 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 a fun movie to watch. I've heard people say it's not scary at all, which I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Captain Macho. Uh, but um, this is not that at all. <laughs> like you can't. There's nothing enjoyable about this movie. But that's yeah. it. That's all. That's it about this movie. <laughs> that's all I care to talk about. Like, fuck it. It's 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 not good. <laughs> not good. It's not Devil Man Crybaby bad, but it's not good. <laughs> It's not mute bad. Uh, oh, it's not. It's not kiss me first bad. But it's no, not good. no, it's not. Um, all right. Well, let's. Uh, I guess let's move on to the show that we watched. Uh, yeah, lock, lock and key. lock and key, which is based off a graphic novel. Yes. Um, first of all, this the storyline. Uh, it's uh, a father, Rendell Lock. Rendell, R-E-N-D-E-L-L. It's a weird name, but okay. Uh, he's murdered under mysterious circumstances. 
uh, his wife and their three children moved from Seattle to his ancestral home, which is named Key House, which is in Massachusetts, and it's apparently a coastal town in Massachusetts, uh, where they discover it's full of magical keys that may be connected to their father's death. And as the Locke children explore the different keys and their unique powers, a mysterious demon awakens and will stop at nothing to steal the keys from them. Uh, its showrunners are Carlton Cuse and Meredith Averill. It's based on the, it's a coming of age mystery about love, loss, and unshakable bonds that define family and based on the graphic novel from IDW that was written by Joe Hill, which is the pen name of uh, Joe King, Stephen King's son, who looks just like Stephen King, and he even has a bit part. Uh, he plays an ambulance driver in the series, and I looked, and I was like, holy shit, he looks just like his dad. You immediately <laughs> knew it was fucking him, because he looks like Stephen King looked just fatter. What's what's really interesting about Stephen King was younger, not Stephen King past tense, you know, because he's still alive and kicking. Yeah. What's really fascinating about um, Lock and Key, the comic book versus the, the show is the show takes place. I don't remember the name of the town in the show because uh, it's, it's way different than the comic. The comic hits it a little Math too on the nose. Matheson. Matheson. So it's named Matheson because apparently it's named after a writer that the showrunner really like loves. Um, okay. In the comic, it's literally called uh, Lovecraft, Massachusetts. Because oh well, that would explain why the first story arc is called Welcome to Lovecraft. Yes. Um, the the door that they open in the show, like that that fires off the weird metal. Mm-hmm. That is a literal location in some of H.P. Lovecraft stories. I don't remember the name of it, but it's a literal dimension. Um, the keys are, uh, by the way, nothing inherently demonic in this story because everything is Lovecraftian. Um, but the uh, there is a history to the keys that the comic books talk about. I don't know if the show will ever get to that point because this show has also been in development hell for a long fucking time. Um, it was supposed to be on Hulu for a long time and then Hulu didn't want it and they were shopping it around to Amazon. Amazon didn't want it. And then Netflix finally took it and it was just, it's a whole mess. But, um, yeah, and apparently, uh, in May of 2016 is when they announced it. Um, Hulu ordered it in April of 2017. Then they dropped it due to, uh, whatever, uh, later in the month. And it was in May of 2018 when Netflix said, yeah, we'll do it. So. Um, how do I put this nicely? I don't know. I've read, I've read the comic, at least part of it. And I've watched this show. Joe Hill or Joe King. Huh? Joe, Joe King. Uh, is not as good of a writer as his dad. No, fuck no. <laughs> Oh boy. I, I stopped reading the comic because the kids in the in the show or the sorry, the kids in the story were really annoying to me. Um guess what the fuck is no different? Well whew, let me tell you. Um 
this show came out on the 7th of February. Uh, on the 8th of February, after we decided what we were going to watch, the first thing I did on the 8th of February is I watched Eli that Saturday morning. Then I decided to watch the first episode of Lock and Key. And I was so annoyed by the three kids in that series. We're recording this on the 19th. I did not start watching again until the 17th. I literally, every time I tried to watch episode two, I was like cringing, not wanting to start it. I was that annoyed and taken out of it because the one kid, the youngest kid, Bodie, uh, he's a kid that played uh, Georgie, Georgie and Ch- it chapter one. I was like, something huh. I was like, something rip his arm off again. Please, 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 something rip his arm off again. He's annoying. Um, no, it's the same kid. I couldn't get into the first episode. I walked away and I was telling Greg, I was like, man, I'm struggling even just trying to start episode two. Finally, I gave myself enough time to where it's the 17th. I've got to start watching 10 episodes. So I committed to watching five in a day. So that's what I did yesterday morning with the first part of my day uh, or Monday morning and Tuesday morning. And I have to say, I got over my initial hate of those three kids and got to where, you know, I didn't hate this series. Um, I think this, the, the show starts to shine when the keys are more, more introduced. Mm-hmm. That was that was my feeling about it. That was my feeling with the comic. Was like, I the, these keys are so fascinating, um, but its characters involving the keys are so are just not the best. They just really are. I'm sorry. Like, if you love the comic, great. If you thought this show was fantastic and you weren't annoyed by the kids, great. Because I I was like, I get it. They're going through trauma. They're going through problems, but they're so unrealistic. They are extremely unrealistic. Um, um, I didn't find anything that any of them, I didn't find anything believable about their portrayals of people going through trauma. I'll give, I'll give the showrunner this. It's pretty fucking accurate to the comic. Like there's some differences obviously, but it's pretty accurate. I, I just, oh man. Like I went, I went online and I looked up the actual, like, what the comic does later in line when it comes to what the keys are and where they come from and all that jazz, um, which is a much better story in my mind, which is the story that I'd like to actually hear. Can I just yeah. tell you spoiler alert? No, no. Okay. Because I'm actually going to read them now. Oh, interesting. Okay. I'll leave it alone then. Uh, you might enjoy the comics more than you did this show. I, I don't know, man. Like I, I, uh, I didn't hate on this. I didn't. It was that first episode I really had a hard time with. Um, and I was distracted because, uh, you know, I let the youngest kid, Bodie, uh, well, all three becomes... of them, really, I, I, I let them take me out of it and I got distracted and I didn't pay full attention in that first episode. I went back it, and I rewatched it yes, uh, Monday. It becomes uh, less and less about Bodie as, as it goes on to yeah. the show, at least. And, um, for the better. <laughs> well, uh, I don't kid, nothing against that kid. He did fine, but the way he's portraying that kid, and I guess he, it's accurate to the comics. That kid's annoying. Um, that kid is annoying as fuck. Though that's here's the thing: is I, 
I found a lot of the young adolescents, or the young adolescents, whatever. I found these. Here's, okay. All right. Here we go, Josh. Here's one big thing I fucking hate about stories like this. Absolutely hate. Why is in our government, 18 is the age of adulthood, right? So the why in some voting, but yeah. Well, that's not the case in other countries, obviously. Like the age of adulthood ranges depending on what country you're in. Uh, this is much like with the whole gremlins thing. Like what determines after midnight? What determines age of adulthood to start forgetting about the keys? Like it's ridiculous to me that it's that it's in that fashion. That's like after you turn 18, no more loot. I was like, what? That's fucking weird. So that bothers me a little bit, but maybe not a little bit. It bothers me quite a lot. Like it's something I think about constantly, but I don't know, man. Like it's it again. I, I know this show is going to be for some, I mean, there's some people that absolutely fucking love the comic. Yeah. Like I just have such a hard time getting into the comic. I, I like I said, I stopped reading it. I, I got. Well, I, I, I'm 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 going to give the first um, trade because it's basically just six trade paperback stories, right? Um, you know, it wasn't a very long series. Uh, I'm going to read the first trade, and I'm probably going to do that later today before I start doing the Girl Scout cookie sorting. Um, and if I enjoy it enough, I'll continue on with the second trade. But if it's like, say, the Umbrella Academy, which was a wonderful show. And I never heard of the comic before. It made me want to go read the comic. I read the first trade and said, I don't need to read anymore. I prefer what the show is doing because the comic is a bag of ass. Um, (laughs) Speaking speaking of that, they just announced uh, like the the Netflix account just showed off like a bunch of posters for season two for the Umbrella Academy. Nice. Do they have a release date yet? No, because they wanted to. They're they're playing around. They're just like, when are they? And I'm like, yeah, I get it. Time travel. Uh, <laughs> <you fucks. laughs> um, yeah, man. Like, there's just so much about this show that I was just like, can we move past this? Can we just move on? Like the stuff about um, the past is super fucking interesting. And I know I that agree. the whole point. I know that the whole fucking point is unraveling that as the three lock kids like discover it and whatnot but mm-hmm. I, again uh, something that drives me nuts is just like their their apprehensiveness to just do certain things um and then their idiotic fucking decisions to do other things yeah i'm like oh come the fuck on why did you do this when it would so clearly be more beneficial to do that yeah and then of course, you know, I think back when I was a teenager, I was a bullheaded 17-year-old and thought I knew fucking everything too. So I guess that's that. Well, that's my thing is that I, I would have rather had seen these kids do bullheaded things and things where they thought that they were the right ones. They didn't do that all the time. They were very, like, again, apprehensive to take action. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I know most of the people that I have ever been friends with wouldn't have just been super apprehensive in that fashion. So that's, I think that's my problem is just that the, the kids are just super unrealistic, but I don't know. I don't know, now, man. Out, out, uh, out of the three kids, I did enjoy uh, Tyler the most. 
Um, he was the most tolerable. <laughs> he, yeah, he was definitely the most tolerable. Tolerable. He did make dumb teenage decisions, but uh, you know, as 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 an actor, though, from an actor standpoint, I thought he was good. Yeah. Uh, which I realized where I had seen him from because Misty used to watch this show called Falling Skies, and yeah, he was he was he was one of the sons of uh, Noah Wiley's character in uh, Falling Skies. He was one of the main characters. So I was like, that's where I've seen him from. You know, obviously he was a little older. Um, but yeah, man, I thought he did good. Um, the girl was fine. I didn't, I didn't, the girl was fine. There were moments where I'm like, oh, I don't like her. But I think acting wise in this show, it wasn't it wasn't like bad. No, it just, no. It's just the character traits of the characters. There were yeah, some yeah. that I was just like, oh, I tell you, I absolutely love Dodge. I was rooting for her to win. <laughs> I was rooting for her to fucking become, come out victorious. I loved how just not give a fuck evil she was. Loved it. Well, it's because she's literally evil incarnate. <laughs> but, uh, Cause she's not, the, cause she's technically not Dodge anymore at all. No, no. But I mean, she's taken her name from a nickname of, you know, a the person she possessed, a person that she possessed, but she, I like how she took the female form and seemed to be in that predominantly or so we thought, I mean, she was, she had the uh, one key, and man, the keys, these keys, they're fascinating. That's the Especially, best part of the show. It is. It is. The lore, the lore is intriguing as fuck, and the abilities that these keys can do and the ways that they can be implemented. I'm not like, going to tell you what happens because I want I, – because I, if you do make it through the comic and you get to the end, the, the, the where the keys come from is what I think the story should have been about. Versus these kids, so. Well, maybe it will focus on that, but, dude, the head key, like, oh man, it's, that was so it's cool. awesome. You yeah. hold it up to the back of your neck, and a keyhole appears in your neck. You put it in, you turn it, and then a doorway manifests itself, and your body stays there. And then, like, a duplicate of your body is there in front of this door, or in Bodie's case, a toy chest. Um, you know. To what, enter and go into, and it's your mind. Yeah, what I what I also really like about the uh, the keys in general, all the keys, is that they aren't inherently evil. That they don't corrupt you. They don't they don't make you sick or anything like that. They're just magic. They're just fun magic. Yeah, um, I really enjoy that. But uh, um, there are some keys that I think are in the in the. Uh, from what I read, there are some keys that were not introduced in the show. Um, that are really fucking cool coming up. So if they do a season two, I might legit be like, I mean, might actually watch season two because I'm kind of interested to see what they oh, do. Well, I didn't dislike this series at all. Uh, I turned out I actually enjoyed it. You know? I will say, I will, I will give you uh, credit. The, I kids do got, want... the kids got less annoying as the show went on, but <laughs> uh, after about two episodes, they were a lot less annoying. Um, but. Dude, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm down for a season two, and I'd say they'll get picked up because it seems to be pretty popular. A lot of people are talking I would, about it. I would say some of the stuff that, that like, I guess, like, a, a thing that bothered me 
is uh the the very like typical um i don't want to say saturday morning like sitcom anyway when when they're using the the um the music box to control that girl Uh and then like one of the kids is like this is fucked up and the other two are like (laughs) i'm like oh man that's just shitty like not just in terms of like oh that's fucked up to the character who's being controlled it's just kind of like bad storytelling like why like oh like stuff like that really just turned me off but like other than that it's again like as as the show goes later on and they they're introduced to characters that are uh from the past that have to deal with or that dealt with the 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 keys in the past and Mm -hmm. um like the the uh the gym teacher like that stuff's fucking rad (laughs) yeah yeah um and the whole you know how and why their father was killed you know uh the the oldest son thinking that it was his fault for the longest time until he finds out oh that had nothing to do with it that dude never even registered what you said um yeah you know hey now you don't have to live with that i will say that fact that your friend that character to me felt a little bit too much like um the uh the bully that Pennywise like corrupts. Can't think of his name suddenly. Well, I've not seen it chapter two yet. Not even the original. Nope. I never oh. cared. I watched, dude, I watched it. The ABC version, the movie version back in when it aired and I didn't care for it. I never read the book. Um, Wow. I watched the the new movie. I watched the first chapter and fucking loved it. But I'm not seeing chapter two yet. Oh, I I was I haven't seen it chapter two either. But I was basing it off of the original and uh, you know talking to my mom about the book, which I've never read the book, but she has many times. I've read the first two chapters of the book. Let's or not read them, but listened them to listened to them on an audio book. You know what's uh, funny. You know what's funny, Josh, is I don't like the way that Stephen King writes. I really dislike it. No, I so understand. That sh- so that shouldn't be shocking that the way his son writes also bothers me. <laughs> but even though Stephen King's writing style is not for everybody, he does weave a great story. It's sure. Just how he presents it can be like his choice of wording can be problematic yeah. at times Absolutely. well but yeah, like uh, uh I, there's a couple examples that i use all the time but absolutely like that that's um i just thought that was interesting like i just thought of that i was like huh that might explain that <laughs> no i just it turns out that i hate books on tape i don't want to be read to i want to read it myself i don't like somebody else reading a book in their own fucking voice because when i read i cast people um like i will cast an actor into the role of a person based on their physical description and give them the voice of that actor huh uh, okay i that's weird i fucking know but yeah, that way i have voices differentiated in my head 
Now that's if there it's a book and there's no movie based upon it. Now, if it's a book and there's movies based upon it and I've seen the movies, then obviously I don't have to do that because boom, it just falls into place, you know? Uh, yeah. Like for instance, the Harry Potter books, I'd seen the first two movies before I read any of the books. And that was when the fifth book had just come out. So I read the first five books right before prisoner of Azkaban dropped and it was pretty cool. Um, but like other books in the past, you know, I, I do that. It's a weird thing. I don't know. You know, I don't know if other people do it or not. I just know I've always done it since I was a little kid. I'd be like, okay, well I'm picturing this guy. Well, it sounds a lot like this person. And I would just put that person in the role in my head in the book and use their voice and shit. And they're, uh, the the one thing I will say that I a do into my fucking mind, if you will. Uh, if if I see a movie based off of a book, and then I go and read the book, and then the sub- subsequent books after that, I have the actor in my mind for the character. So like when mm-hmm. I when I saw Hunger Games, and then went and read the first book, and then the other two, like it was always Jennifer Lawrence. You had, in my you mind. had those characters already in your mind versus not having a source material like a visual medium such as Which, first. Yeah, which is really interesting because the book does explain her, like how she looks. Like she has darker complexion skin and stuff like that than Katniss. And, um, I mean, she wasn't a black, sorry, blonde Jennifer blue Lawrence. black girl. Huh? She wasn't a blonde haired, blue eyed white girl. Oh, no. She, hmm. I get your joke, but, but in the, in the book, it's described that she has more olive colored skin. So she wasn't white. Okay. Right. So, but I could still only see Jennifer Lawrence in my mind, in my mind's eye. Well, yeah. So, yeah. So I get, I get, I kind of get where you're coming from. Is my point. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, just um, something weird I've always done since I was a little kid. Yeah. Well, if you read the comic, let me know what you think. I, like I said, I, I, I don't remember how far I got into it, but I just couldn't, I just couldn't get very far. And um, there is a comic that I really, really wish I read around the same time, and I finished it because it was so fucking good to me that I really wish they'd make into a show. And apparently there's talks about it, but it's uh, from the, uh, from the Luna brothers who've also written for Marvel and uh, for spider women and whatnot. But um, they wrote a story called uh, the sword. And the premise of the sword is a young paraplegic girl. She's in college. She's visiting her parents. Uh, Three people show up one night and end up killing like they they're they're yelling for something they don't they're not saying what it is um they want a thing and the dad refuses to to like the dad's like i don't know who you are i don't know what's going on so they end up killing the dad then killing the girl's mom then killing the girl's sister killing the whole family and then leaving her like without her wheelchair just like in a burning house um a giant beam like falls next to her causing her to go into the basement to which then she grabs like something and it's um, all of a sudden she's instantly healed. She's no longer paraplegic and has like superpowers and she pulls out like this giant sword. Hmm. And then it's a story of basically revenge. It was, it was so fucking good. And, uh, but I remember reading the sword around the same time that I was trying to read lock and key. 
And that's why I bring it up that it's always interesting to me that lock and key resonated with more people than sword did. Even though I'd argue that they're both like critically acclaimed. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. Um, because I thought there was enough interesting stuff going on that hopefully uh, when I read the comic, I'll be able to take away some of those annoying personality traits from the kids. We'll see. I mean, that's honestly we'll what made see. me stop reading it. That's genuinely well, what I, why I stopped because I just couldn't, I couldn't get into the characters. Though, to be honest, reading like what the big reveal is and where the keys come from and stuff like that, it's kind of making me like, oh, I'll go back and read the whole thing. But yeah, I don't know, guys. I'm going to check it um, out. I mean, the, the, the show's not bad. Uh, it sounds like we're shitting on it in a way, and we're not. Um, I am a little bit. I am a little bit because I didn't enjoy it as much as I enjoyed yeah. it about as much as I enjoyed the, the comic, is my point. Okay. Okay. Like, like if if season two comes out, Josh, and we decide we're not going to watch it, I'm not going to be upset about it by any stretch of the imagination. Gotcha. Um, but let's go ahead and give grades to it because. Uh, well, yeah, uh, we've been going an hour and fifteen minutes now. I'll let you yeah. go first. All right, I'm I'm gonna give it a solid uh, C plus. Um, I really enjoyed the stuff with the keys. I really enjoyed the lore in terms of like learning about that but the vehicle in which to get there with these kids was just not something i enjoyed that much um again i thought the kids were very unrealistic in terms of how i'd imagine kids going through that kind of trauma would really act in terms of what was going on um i i really really dislike uh i really really don't enjoy situations in stories where there's some weird arbitrary rule that only fits because we're Americans like shit like that kind of bothers me a little bit. Um, well, what do you mean that they, that you forget about the keys after 18? Oh, yeah. I don't think they explicitly said once you hit 18, you forget about it. They did. There's, uh, a, there's an actual point where they say that they're like, once you turn 18, you forget about the keys. Not in the show. I don't recall that. I could have sworn the 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 oh. lady that like found a way to remember. She said it. She said like once I turned eighteen. No. Or once somebody turned eighteen. No. Uh, they asked them. She said all the adults that have witnessed this stuff have seemed to have forgotten about it relatively quickly after. How come is it that you have retained this knowledge? And they said, we found a way to preserve the knowledge so we could protect and guard the keys. Yeah, I hate that shit. I think, hate that shit. I think the 18 line probably came from the comic. It might have, and I'm just mixing the two, but I just, I still don't like it. Like, no, I agree. It's, it's just kind of lame and, and a dumb arbitrary rule to keep the kids as the center focus. And I'm like, eh. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that the, some of the more interesting aspects of it, again, like I said, are the keys, like, like we were talking about the mind key and, or that, sorry, the head key. Um, Dude, that's fascinating. It makes me wonder how my shit would look. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's I mean that stuff is fucking dope. Like the the 
one uh, one aspect of the show I won't go into details is is like a ghost key, and we see the the repercussions of how that could turn out badly. Yep, which was so. So I'm curious as to what other keys could turn out badly. Like, what if, just hypothetically speaking, you were to you were to walk inside my mind, right? I you took a like big old shit in it. Um, and then I took the key out while you're still in there. What would happen? I would probably be comatose. See, we don't know. Like stuff like that's interesting. So I want well, to explore that. That, but. that. That's the thing. The one character that is where she's at. She's trapped in her own head, but not somebody else's. Oh yes, yes. Sorry, yes. Um, but I, that's I'm I'm more so in in lieu of like, what if uh, uh, somebody else gets trapped in somebody else's head? Not like what if you get trapped inside your own. So I'm interested in that. That's what I'm talking about, Josh. That's what well, I'm you know, it remains to be seen, but there, there are some really cool premises in the show. Um, cinematography in the show is amazing. Uh, beautiful locations that they found. Uh, uh, sure. What are you talking about? There are some beautiful locations in this. I don't. I. Yeah, there are. I mean, but that's the cinematography is very plain to me. Very average. I don't know. I, I found it pleasing to the eye. Now the soundtrack was subpar. I didn't care for a lot of the music that they used. <laughs> uh, the acting was fine. I hated some of the character traits about the characters. Uh, but overall, the story is intriguing enough that I would give it a B plus. Wow, that's. I did not expect this. Not gonna lie, did not expect this. Well, you know, based on that first viewing in the first episode that morning, I was having problems with it. And I was like, I can't wait to just rip this thing to fucking shreds. But after taking a step back and waiting, you know, a little over a week and then watching it and I was like, you know what? It's ain't bad. It's not great. I mean, it's not stranger things good. Um, <laughs> by any means, but it's not, it's not, it's not bad. It's fun if you can get past that first episode or two. Uh, if you can make it three episodes in, you can finish it out. Uh, it's It's got a very interesting premise, and I thought it was a lot of fun in a lot of ways. There were some things that I was just like maddening to me. is just like, oh, my God, why did they fucking do that? They're fucking idiots. And, you know, I'm watching it through, like, based on if I were in that situation, what I would perceive that i would do versus yeah it makes sense for dumb fucking kids to do that uh but uh you know i found myself rooting for dodge loved her character i thought she was the absolute best character in the fucking show uh hands down but yeah i mean there's a season two i'll check it out uh so it's it's a recommend um it's a kind of a softer recommend but well, like I said, you know, earlier in the podcast, I know my mom's going to love that show. And I know that there's people out there that are going to love the show that I, that I know that they will love the show. Um, yeah. It's just not, it's just not something that I, I cared too much about. Like, again, I've this, this way that I feel Josh is the exact same way that I felt 
around the time I stopped reading the comics. So gotcha. You might like the comic a lot more than I did, but I just, I just, didn't. maybe I just, didn't. maybe I, again, love the idea of the keys. <laughs> Fucking love the idea of the keys. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, hey, the... The, there was one really cool thing. Like there was this group of students who were horror film buffs, but were big fans of Tom Savini. So they called themselves the Savini squad. And then Tom Savini fucking has a cameo. I've always loved Tom Savini, man. So that was cool yeah. to see him with a little bit part. I think I saw uh, that part and I just went, oh, yeah, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. Neat. And then Joe King, when he's on screen, he's like, well, he looks like a fat version of his father when his father was in his 40s. Um, <laughs> complete with the same beard and those big-ass glasses. Well, we should wrap this up because I have to get to work soon. Yeah. Uh, so um, recording this Wednesday morning, folks, just FYI. Uh, uh it's it's two p.m. for me. It's eleven a.m. for Greg, and that's about the time he usually starts his work day. Actually, it's an hour ago, but Wednesdays is different. Um, we try oh, to start at ten a.m. Yeah. Start at ten. That's right. But on yeah. Wednesdays, you start around eleven if we can record early enough. Yeah, which then we spent fucking way too long talking about Joker and other shit. Um, whatever. That's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> guys, next. Next uh, review podcast in two weeks from now, we're going to be talking about uh, something that Josh and I are both very excited about. We gave high, high, high remarks towards the season one. Um, season one Altered Carbon. Plus from both of us. Yeah, yeah. we're super excited about Altered Carbon season two, a.k.a. Uh, Broken Angels. Uh, pretty oh, sure. That's the, that's the name of the book? That's the name of the book that this one's going to be based off of. Um. Apparently it was said uh, in like an interview recently that season two um, is actually really, really close to the book. So nice. yeah, I'm glad they didn't go too far off apparently. Well, I mean, I wouldn't know the fucking difference anyway, but you know, um, I've, I, I bought, I bought the book of altered carbon uh, immediately after watching the series and discovering that it's based on a novel trilogy and I still haven't read the goddamn thing. It's sitting right here, like <laughs> a foot and a half from my arm, uh, with my right arm stretched out on this countertop, sitting right here for me to just start reading, and I haven't done so, and I need to. Because <laughs> I said, yeah, if I like it enough, I will uh, get the other two books. I just need to fucking do it. It's just hard to... I find it more difficult these days to carve out time for myself to read like I used to. I used to read a lot. And now I'm so much busier doing a lot of other things. I don't read as much. And I regret that sometimes. Sometimes I just like to fucking That's throw up with a goddamn book, stretch out on the couch, and have my coffee there and fucking read. Hmm. Um, well, the other but, thing we're going to watch, uh, oh, yeah. besides Altered Carbon, which we're, like I said, we're both very excited about, is the Allison Brie film called Horse Girl. Which yeah. I saw the trailer for and was like, I don't know what the fuck is exactly going on in this movie, but I want to know. Not to be confused with Unicorn Girl with Brie Larson, which I thought was what Greg was referring to when he said, let's watch this. And I was like, didn't I already pass on that? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wait a minute. Allison Brie Larson. 
Horse girl, unicorn girl. Wait, what the fuck? Which one's what? So we're watching horse girl. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking uh, forward to that. Hey, motorcycle, what's up? How's that motorcycle? was a loud motorcycle, and I can't edit that out. No, nah, that's uh, fine. Because we're using a different recording software for a while, testing it out. It's, uh, you know, nobody's complained. Well, also, that, that doesn't happen all the time. That's a once and Yeah, that's whatever, a but. random thing. Um, but anyway, I'll tell you yeah. what you guys can do, because Greg's got to get out of here. What you can do, if you would be so kind to do, go down below the show notes about what we're talking about today. You're going to see some links, be links to our uh, Discord server that you can join and talk to us and even join in Saturday night and play some Jackbox games. Uh, it was a lot of fun this last Saturday. Had a wonderful time. Oh, God, it was so great to have Brian in there. Uh, best round of patently stupid we've ever had. Thanks to him. Yeah. Oh my God, that was insanely hilarious. I'm just going to say, if there were a product out there to solve that problem, boob jobs for babies. Oh my God. <laughs> also, T- TKO was amazing. Dude, I was that round of TKO. Fuck yeah. I actually won a round of TKO. Ugh. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, we had a lot of fun playing various Jackbox streams. And if you're on the Discord server, you can play along those games with us for free and join in the voice chat like some of our friends did Saturday night. We had a wonderful time. And I know after uh, your stressful Saturday and Friday, you needed that. Oh, absolutely. Fucking Lulu. Um, But yeah, also, you can go and buy yourself a t-shirt, coffee mug, whatever you want from our merchandising store. There's a link for that. There's the official Facebook page where you can follow about all official announcements for the show, uh, as well as a discussions page that, I swear to God, one day, we're going to be more active in. Probably <laughs> not this time, though, because we're terrible people. Uh, but you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram down below. And as for me, myself, uh, my Facebook profile is public. If you want to follow me on my social medias, you can do so from there. Uh, just regular first and last name on Facebook. Um, you know, hit me up, send me a message. I like to chat to people. Um, did have a weird, creepy thing happen this past week, but no biggie. Uh, you know, not worried about it. It was amusing, but it was very odd. Uh, as for shows, you can catch me on outside of this one. Both um, on two other shows. Both are on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. One is every other Wednesday night at 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. That's called Figabangin'. It's a live action figure review show where we look at the latest in the world of Transformers, uh, and put our juvenile humor spin on it. The other show is MPSP Theater, and that's at every Friday night at 9 p.m. Eastern, where me, my friend Nick, Sam, Russ, and Rob talk about various news and our opinions on things based in the news on the uh, pop culture and entertainment world, spanning comics, TV shows, movies, etc um so yeah it's a lot of fun check it out that's uh me greg what about you where can they find you um you can find me anywhere under chub rock geek that's uh, literally twitch tiktok twitter instagram facebook wherever literally wherever there is a social media presence chub rock geek um like josh said we try to do the the saturday 
uh, podcast, which is really nice. Um, but if you're curious, and I kind of talked about it last week, that episode, the last episode of, of uh, Mission Start podcast is up, uh, where Anthony and I kind of discuss why we are deciding to end it, where our, you know where what we're going to do next, and and uh, you know we're not done working together, but you know the podcast is done, the podcast is over. So the only podcast I do now is this one, and occasionally show up on MS. MPSP. Um, so there's that. But that's about it, guys. Uh, yeah, I think that's it for everything. That's all the links and whatnot, all the all that ending junk. Um, yeah, again, go watch Horse Girl, Altered Carbon Season 2. Join us in two weeks for that. Join us next week when Josh and I shoot the shit and talk about whatever the hell we want. Maybe we'll do another uh, little game of... Uh, Headlines. Crazy news headlines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's time. Uh, we should also see if Anthony's available to come on next week. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'll get, I'll get a hold of him and see if his, what his schedule is. I mean, likely, because of his work schedule, we'll have to find a, a night to record versus the morning. So maybe, like, uh, we'll talk about that later, but we'll figure it yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Um, definitely want to get him on the podcast, though. Uh, speaking of that, guys, if, um, if there's anybody out there that wants to be a guest, hit us up. Let us know. We'll love to have you on. Yeah. Um, yep. even if it's, uh, if it's a review episode or uninhibited, let us know. Uh, but I think that's it guys. I got to run. I got to go make some cash. Um, uh, horse girl, ultra carbon, and we'll see you next time. Take care, everybody. <laughs>